Hello people, you're listening to Stories by Sneha. I'm Sneha Atsrekar, your host and the writer of this series. Our story today is That House Behind the School. Wada is a slip of a hamlet on the outskirts of Devgarh, a village in the coastal Konkan region of Maharashtra. While one side of the whole region is open to the Arabian Sea, the other side has a dense cover of trees. This is where most farms and orchards are located. Known globally for its export of locally grown Alfonso mangoes, the children of Wada have spent most of their summer vacations plucking the fruits from trees steelily and dodging away from the chasing orchardist. Most orchards in the vicinity are fenced with wooden sticks and jute ropes, as those are the most economic options available, thus making it very easy for the children to jump over the fence and escape the cane of the orchardists. Ahilyabai Vidya Mandir was the only school in the area when Nilesh was about 7 years of age. What was peculiar about the location of the school was an old structure of a house that stood right behind it. Its walls were made of baked cow dung and its roof was thatched with twigs and hay. The house had been unoccupied since years and had an air of mystery about it. Of late, the villagers swore they had witnessed a few eerie things about the place and they warned their children to stay away from it. Old Mai stays there, huh? And she does not like to be disturbed. So stay away from there or she will eat you up. A railing made with iron wires separated the structure from the school. A huge mango tree stood on the other side of the railing and it grew over the barrier in such a way that the children could easily pluck the fruits that hung over the fence on the side of the school. It was a sunny afternoon of March 1971. Nilesh and Mithun were contemplating on sprinting off with a lot of mangoes from the tree after their school hours. As soon as the pune rang the bell indicating the end of the last class, both the boys ran outside and hid themselves behind the school's wall that faced the mango tree and the spooky house behind it. They knew they had to wait until all the school staff had left from the school premises. After about 30 minutes, Mithun gestured to Nilesh that it was time for them to finally get their hands on the fruits on the tree. While Mithun jumped onto the tree, Nilesh waited at the foot of the tree with the jute sack that he had got along to collect the mangoes. Mithun began plucking one fruit at a time and tossing it down to Nilesh who sniffed almost every single mango lovingly before placing it in the bag. When his bag was filled up to its brim, Nilesh called out to Mithun to stop and climb down the tree. Mithun, however, was adamant on getting some more fruits. I have space in my bag. I will get some more and we will store them there. Saying so, he tried climbing on one of the higher branches of the tree to get some more mangoes plucked. As fate would have it, his greed made him step on one of the weaker branches which weighed down immediately 
and as Mithun lost his balance, swung him, throwing him down near the house, the same old house in ruins. Nilesh panicked. He screamed out for Mithun to get up and run out of the place quickly. Mithun, however, was in a daze. He got up and stared at the old house, paying no heed to his screaming friend. Nilesh ran out of the school gate and watched with bated breath as Mithun stood still. Nilesh called out to his friend yet again, Mithun, let's go from here, run! But Mithun did not move. Nilesh then turned his eyes to look at what Mithun was staring at. His eyes fell on one of the dusty windows of the house and he let out a scream when he saw a set of eyes staring back at him. Frightened at the sight, Nilesh ran homeward. The bag of mangoes in his quivering hands dropped itself on the ground. The villagers gathered around Nilesh as he ran frantically and narrated the whole story to his father and cried for his friend's life. Mithun's mother began to wail, assuming already that she had lost her son. A few men gathered the courage to walk back to the site with canes and sticks and fire torches. When they reached the plat, they found Mithun lying unconscious right outside the fence of the house. The bag of mangoes had disappeared. The men carried Mithun back home. The boy suffered from high fever for over a week and then did not remember what had happened to him. In the next few days, a lot of changes happened. The villagers forced the school authorities to shut all the windows of the building that opened towards the house. Children were monitored closely and nobody in the village would mooch around the school or the house after sunset. Days, months and years passed, but the fear in the minds of the villagers about this house grew further intense with every passing year. Nilesh was now 25. While his parents were looking for a suitable bride for him, he had been smitten by Vasundhara. Well, at least that was what he thought her name was. Even in the most developed cities of India, in the 1980s, marriages were arranged by parents. Being in love with someone was a taboo, let alone being found hanging around with someone from the opposite gender. Nilesh had bumped into Vasundhara a few years ago in the local market but had never been able to find out much about her. Everything about her was a mystery. Perhaps that was what made him fonder about her? When he rejected the fifth prospective bride chosen by his parents for him, his father had a man-to-man talk with him to understand why his son would keep looking for ways to not get married. When Nilesh confided in his father about his choice, the old man asked him to find out about the girl's family so that he could approach them. Happier than ever, Nilesh left from home early next morning. Vasundhara would normally visit the market every morning to fetch some fresh milk. Nilesh decided to follow her. Once he knew where she stayed, he would have his father visit the family and ask them for her hand for him in marriage. He reached the market and bought a glass of ginger tea at a small tea stall. 
an excuse to loiter around as he waited for her. The girl appeared in a few minutes. She was tall, dark and had sharp features. But she never smiled. A luna perhaps? He thought. Because unlike the other girls her age who always giggled away in groups, she never seemed to have any friends. Vasundhara bought her packet of milk from the regular shop and turned back to return home. Nilesh drank the remainder of his tea all at once, paid for it and began to follow the girl. He made sure to keep his distance not only because he did not want her to know, but he also did not want anyone else to know that he was following her. The villagers would beat him up if they assumed that he was troubling a girl from the village. The girl kept walking straight ahead of him until she had reached a junction on the end of the market road. This is where she looked behind him. Nilesh turned to a vendor's cart on his right and pretended to shop for some vegetables. There was a strange change in the behavior of the girl from here on. She appeared to be walking skillfully now, like she did not want anyone to know where she was heading to. There was a sudden rise in the level of curiosity in Nilesh's mind about the girl, and he continued to follow her underhanded. The pace of his heartbeats increased as the girl walked past his old school and towards the alleged haunted house of the village. As she reached the wooden wreck of a gate, she threw another hurried look behind her and then walked inside briskly. Nilesh gaped at the scene in silence. Sweat beads rolled down his forehead and he could barely feel his feet. The girl soon disappeared behind the door of the structure. Rust had settled on the iron wires that separated the old building of the school from the house. Nilesh walked towards the wired wall and peered into the direction of the house. An uncanny silence enveloped the dimly lit area. A few bats hung under the roofs of the structure and gave it a further sinister aura. Nilesh had now been wondering if the stories he remembered about his childhood about the haunted house had been just stories when he heard a spine-chilling scream. Instinctively, Nilesh took a few hurried steps backward. Yet, unlike in his childhood, he did not run away. Perhaps it was his age and the daylight, or perhaps it was the curiosity about Vasundhara that kept him waiting there for something more to happen. but nothing happened he felt the urge to walk towards the house and look for vasundhara where was she who is she was he in love with a ghost why would a ghost buy things from the local market there was definitely something fishy as he took a few rushed steps towards the gate and attempted to open it he heard another petrifying scream only this time it was cut off by a fit of muffled cough Oh, that's definitely no ghost. Nilesh thought and walked inside the gate with renewed courage. He swung the door of the house open in the next few seconds to unveil the secret of the house. A dark hooded figure pushed its way towards him and in a reflex, Nilesh used all his might to blow a full power punch at it. The board collapsed to his left. Oh god, ma! Vasundhara rushed forward to help the heap on the floor. Are you all right? Nilesh could not believe his eyes. What is happening here? Who are you? Vasundhara gestured for Nilesh to lower his volume. 
ओके प्लीज टेल यू एवरी थिंग बट प्लीज डोंट शाउट एंड प्लीज डोंट हर्ट हर शी इज माई मदर द गर्ल वॉज ऑलमोस्ट इन टीयर्स शी हेल्प द ओल्ड लेडी अप एंड टुक हर इन साइड टू अनादर स्मॉल रूम इन द हाउस Nilesh stood at the door and looked around at the dark interiors of the house. The only source of light in the room was a candle placed in one corner of the room. Please shut the door before anyone sees it open, Vasundhara pleaded. Nilesh slid the door towards its broken latch but left a tiny gap open hoping he still had that fraction of known reality with him. He waited for the girl to talk. I'll tell you everything but please don't hurt us. Her appeal sounded genuine. Nilesh nodded. My mother came here in 1970 from Pavnai. It's about 6 kilometers from here. My father used to get drunk and then beat her a lot. She tried to leave him and then go back to her parents' house, but they just wouldn't accept her. They told her to have a child with him instead so that his behavior would change and she could save her marriage. But nothing changed. Even when she got pregnant, One day my father accused her of infidelity and beat her with his belt. This happened when I was in her womb. That same night my mother decided to run away from my father's house. She may have kept walking all night she says. She reached here by morning and stayed put under this mango tree outside. She survived on arms for the next few days. In some time she realized that this house was unoccupied for years. So she began to stay here. She was always scared that someday my father may come looking for her and torture her or maybe someday the owner of this house may throw her out they say that a pregnant lady has two brains her own was sharp enough she created such scenarios in this place that the villagers began to believe this house was haunted her entire motive was to protect herself and me we never intended to harm anyone Please don't tell the villagers they will just beat us up. Did you never feel frightened with the darkness of this place? Nilesh asked, thoroughly flabbergasted. I mean, what if what if this house was really haunted? Vasundhara half smiled. When you live your whole life in the fear of human reactions, no ghost can scare you more, sir. I hope you like the story. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to Stories by Sneha on Anchor, Spotify, Hub Hopper, Headphone or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have a story to tell, drop me an email on storiesbysneha@gmail.com. You can follow me on my Instagram handle at the.gathist. I'll see you next Wednesday with a fresh episode of Stories by Sneha. Thank you for listening. Bye.